Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Have you ever noticed that there are certain songs that just never get old? We return to them again and again and always manage to be moved. A song has the power to connect with us at the deepest levels of who we are. Uh, they become part of our identity. Uh, they become woven into the fabric of our lives. A song can stir up familiar feelings in us and connect us to key moments in our lives. And one song that has connected with people uh, for thousands of years and accompanied them on their life's journey is the 23rd Psalm. It may be the most familiar and well-loved chapter in all of Holy Scripture, uh, there have been countless musical interpretations of this particular psalm. Uh, music, of course, has played an essential role in its legacy, but its words, too, have been an encouragement and a consolation. We recite them at weddings, at the birth of a child, and in times of worship and thanksgiving, in trial, in sickness, in grief, and at death. Henry Ward Beecher, um, the Congregationalist clergyman, uh, the social reformer, and the brother of Harriet Beecher Stowe, incidentally the author of Uncle Tom's Cabin, uh, wrote about Psalm 23, um, and his, his words have uh, been become kind of famous. Um, he expresses it, I think, beautifully. He says this, It is charmed more grief to rest than all the philosophy of the world. It has remanded to their dungeon more felon thoughts, more black doubts, more thieving sorrows than there are sands on the seashore. It has comforted the noble host of the poor. It has sung courage to the army of the disappointed. It has poured balm and consolation into the heart of the sick, of captives in dungeons, of widows in their pinching griefs, of orphans in their loneliness. Dying soldiers have died easier as it was read to them. Ghastly hospitals have been illuminated. It has visited the prisoner and broken his chains. It has made the dying Christian slave freer than his master. It will go singing to your children and my children and to their children through all the generations of time nor will it fold its wings till the last pilgrim is safe and time ended. And then it shall fly back to the bosom of God, whence it issued and sound on, mingled with all those sounds 
of celestial joy which make heaven musical forever. Beautifully expressed uh, about this enduring psalm. Um, This morning we sang a wonderful hymn based on Psalm 23, The King of Love My Shepherd Is. But since I've decided to preach on it, uh, I want you to join me in reciting it together. Uh, The familiar King James Version can be found on page 476 in the Book of Common Prayer. Many of you may have memorized this particular psalm, though. 476, Psalm 23, the King James Version. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Many of the great leaders of Israel have been described as shepherds. Uh, Moses was called the faithful shepherd. Jesus himself says, I am the good shepherd. The author of Psalm 23, King David, was also a shepherd. Uh, When Samuel came to anoint him king of Israel, he found him tending his father Jesse's sheep, the least among his brothers, but the greatest in the eyes of God. David was a shepherd in more ways than one. He shepherded his earthly father's flock, but he also tended his heavenly father's flock as the greatest and mightiest of the kings of Israel. Here, however, in Psalm 23, uh, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is the shepherd of shepherds, the king of kings. David knows that he's only great because the Lord has graciously directed his path towards greatness. Everything he has, he has because the Lord has provided. It is God who has anointed his head with oil. The Lord led the prophet Samuel to call him from his father's flocks, and he poured oil on his head and declared him to be the Lord's chosen king. The problem, of course, was Saul, who was already king. He knew that the Lord had rejected him and chosen David, and so he was filled with murderous envy and rage. And David is said to have composed this psalm when he was fleeing from Saul for his life. David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. David knew that 
because he was under the guidance and leadership of the Lord, he lacked nothing. It was God who had called him and chosen him, and God would lead the way forward. Even though he was in mortal danger, pursued by his enemies, he knew that God would defend him. He took comfort in God's protection. The rod and staff, among other things, were used to ward off predators and to protect the flock. David himself, as a shepherd, defended his father's flock with a sling and stones. He slew lions and bears. With the help of God, he also vanquished the champion of the Philistines, Goliath, with that same sling. He knew that as God was with him at that time, so he was with him now, and he need fear no evil. This is a psalm about trust. It's about committing our lives to the divine guidance. It is God who leads, God who provides, God who sustains. Therefore, we can be at peace even amidst the dangers and trials of this world. He leads us to green pastures and quiet streams, providing for our needs and giving us comfort, consolation, tranquility, and blessing. David said, Thou preparest a table in the presence of mine enemies. He knew that he did not need to defend his status as God's chosen. God would make the anointing and blessing upon his life evident even to his enemies. God's graces were super abundant, right? His cup was overflowing. Those who opposed him would see and recognize what God had prepared for him. More than this, he knew that he could eat in peace and security because God was with him. As Christians, we likewise have the promise of God's presence, protection, and guidance. We have been chosen and called by him. He's washed us clean in baptism and anointed our heads with oil. Our baptism is the promise that the Lord will always be our shepherd and that we shall not be in want. Even though the enemies of our soul surround us on all sides, God is our defender. We have that assurance that we shall not at last be overcome, that nothing shall at last separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, remember, he's walking through the valley of death, right? Uh, that doesn't mean, you know, when he says goodness and mercy shall follow me, it doesn't mean that life will be all, you know, sunshine and roses, it doesn't mean that he won't know trial, pain, grief, or anguish. What it means is that his shepherd walks beside him. Mercy is a covenant word uh, rendered uh, steadfast love elsewhere. 
Um, together with goodness, it signifies the unyielding grace and support of God himself. Whatever we experience in life we can trust will ultimately be turned to our blessing. God can and will carry us through, and in all our difficulties, we can cling to the hope of eternal life with Him. God is guiding us through it all to goodness that we cannot now even conceive of. How many people wander through life with anxiety, insecurity, doubt, and even despair? How easy it is to forget our divine shepherd, to feel alone in the shadow of death with no one to lead us. Jesus, however, sees us. He has compassion on us because he sees that we are like sheep without a shepherd. He himself has come to shepherd his flock, to lead us to green pastures and quiet streams, to rescue us from death and restore our souls. He is the son of David, his descendant according to the flesh. But as the son of God, he comes before David as his Lord and shepherd. It was Christ that David looked to in faith when he said, the Lord is my shepherd. If you've been comforted by David's song, by Psalm 23, if you found it to be a guide in perplexity, then I hope you would also look to David's shepherd and trust him as your own. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.